0: This is The Reprise, a Young Artists of America podcast. I'm your host, Adima Essien, and today's guest is Will Coffey, a current musical theater student at Rider University. We'll be discussing conquering
1: the college audition.
0: Let's start our chat. Hi, Will.
1: Hi, Adima. Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> nice to see you. Um, the first question that I want to ask you is, how did you first get involved with the arts?
1: When I first got involved with the arts, I was about four. I started singing in my church choir, and from there, I don't think I stopped singing till, well, I, I don't think I ever stopped singing. Um, <laughs> so I found YAA, and just from there, just kept going.
0: So, um, explain a little more about, I would say, your experiences with young artists of America and also a little plug plug me and will actually know each other from we do. our YA days because when I was a student, he was also in the show that I was in, um, despite us, you know, being somewhat of different ages, um, which I find <laughs> really cool, but I'll let you explain your experience. Sure.
1: So I started with YA when I was 12 years old. Um, this was before the junior program had existed. Uh, we, at the time, Adima was also in this, we were doing Children of Eden. And there was a guest choir, which was my middle school choir at the time. And they needed two young boy sopranos to come on stage to do Young Cain and Young Abel. And so Rolando went to my choir director at the time and asked for two boy sopranos. And I was one of the lucky two. Mm. Uh, and from there, I didn't stop with YA till I graduated. So I went through the YA junior program, went through the company and, uh, yeah.
0: So, um, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: (laughs) At first I wasn't always, uh, inclined towards the arts. It was definitely something I really loved doing, but I didn't always see it as like something I had to do. Um, Mm -hmm. when I was like, I guess when I was like 10, I wanted to be a pilot. Um, Uh and that went on for a little while. And then, the more I stuck with theater and doing musicals and I just really fell in love with that art form. And um, by the time I think I was the end of my freshman year of high school, I knew I was going to go into it for college and beyond.
0: So, well, thank you for that perfect segue talking about college. So, um, you, And well, I don't know if it's unfortunate, but I feel like I had a very interesting experience because you auditioned for colleges in this pandemic era of time. So I would love for you to walk me through what you feel like generally what your college audition experience was like. Like, did you go to some campuses like in person or do them all do all of your auditions virtually? What was that like for you?
1: It was kind of a mix of both in-person and virtual. I had one audition in person before uh, Omicron hit, which really threw us back into the uh, kind of the COVID era again. Um, But it was definitely auditioning on campuses I liked better, but there were benefits to auditioning online, which I did for most of my schools. I auditioned for about three in person Mm -hmm. and uh for the benefits for auditioning online you were really only about uh knee up which means mm. i got really creative with my shoes and my footwear i auditioned for <laughs> actually they don't know this but the um the school i go to currently rider i auditioned for in fuzzy socks because it was what i felt most comfortable wearing that day um nice. so there were there were some benefits to auditioning online and it was it was nice.
0: So when you were deciding what colleges you wanted to apply to and audition to, did you have like certain parameters that you were looking for in programs?
1: Yeah, I was, I was mostly at first, I just looked at what do I want, basically, and if I was just going to college normally, and I knew I didn't want to be in a city. So that took out all of the New York theater schools, New York City. Um, And then I knew I also Uh, didn't want a conservatory style this is back towards musical theater so I was looking at um, just uh, conservatory style programs with gen ed requirements because I still wanted to learn about other things while continuing my musical theater education
0: so correct me if I'm wrong your program is a BFA program yes Uh, writer you're in the BFA program
1: it's a BFA program
0: did you like I know there's in, around surrounding college auditions, there's this whole entire you know conversation around around doing like a bachelor of arts program or doing a bachelor of fine arts program or doing like a bachelor of music program. So, um, did when like looking into the curriculum or just looking at schools was did that like play a factor in the schools you were ultimately going to apply to?
1: Yes, in the sense that I definitely know I wanted a BFA or a Bachelor's of Music, Mm -hmm. Um, but I also am not entirely opposed to a Bachelor's of Arts if I end up wanting to studying something else, particularly at Ryder. The BA program is almost... uh, The
0: BA program in musical theater you're talking about? Yeah, there's a BA program
1: in musical theater at Ryder, and I didn't even know that some of the majors that are within the department were BAs because it's just you're just as within the network, uh, particularly at Ryder. But I knew when I was auditioning for school that I wanted uh, a BFA or a Bachelor's of Music.
0: So let's rewind to this Omicron period where you had to, you know, put on whatever wear, comfortable wear that you wanted to wear and prep all of your material. Walk me through... Um, what your process was like to get yourself in into the headspace to audition for colleges? Like, did you work with a coach prior to your college auditions? Did you just like come up with something yourself? What What did you ultimately end up doing?
1: Sure. So I had two coaches that really got me through the process. I worked with my voice teacher uh, Tom Peterson, who I've worked with for many years. He's lovely, um, mm-hmm. and I worked with Jessica Bennett. Um, who coached me on my monologues and coached me throughout the college audition process as uh, monologues, at least for me, or w- what I found with them is they're living and breathing. And so your meaning within them can change over time, particularly if you're auditioning with mm-hmm. once a weekend for two months, you're going to find new stuff and you're going to want to play with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two people and those two coaches are very near and dear to my heart. And I thank them every day for where I am.
0: Hmm. So how did you go about, and you don't have to share what songs you used to audition for schools with if you don't, you know, that's a hot topic. It um, is. Some people like to keep that very <laughs> near and dear to their heart. So how did you um end up selecting the material that you used to pick? Like, did you have a slew of like, I don't know, from what I remember it was like two, I think at one point I sang like three songs as a college audition, but How'd you end up picking your material?
1: I was trying to find something that I resonated with that was also not as overdone. Uh, Mm. When we go into this process, we're introduced to so many do not sing lists. And I'm Mm -hmm. so tired of hearing this eight times a day from whoever, uh, the BFA uh, department leader who's talking about it that day on YouTube or whatever Mm -hmm. podcast says. Um, So I was trying to find stuff that resonated with me and that I also felt like I wouldn't get tired of.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The one thing I will say is that for current students who are trying to pick for next year's college audition, a pop rock, Mm -hmm. pick something that is piano heavy, because in terms of picking a pop rock song, when you're picking pieces that have a ton of intricate, other more pop sounds, you only have a piano in the room. There's just Mm -hmm. a pianist. There's no Mm -hmm. other... There's no one else. So when you pick piano heavy songs, like I, I can, I'll share this one. I <laughs> picked, um, <laughs> I picked your song by Elton John because it's simplistic. It's just piano uh-huh. and it's going to sound, the accompaniment is going to sound great versus some pop songs will not sound as good without all those other tracks. If it's just a piano in the room. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. So a crucial step prior to getting to the on-campus auditioner online audition as you were saying um our pre-screen so can you tell me a little bit about what you, the filming of your pre-screens was like for your college audition process
1: sure so in terms of filming my pre-screens i had my rep for my pre-screen selected i think february of my junior year so that i could work on it for about eight to nine months before i filmed Uh, because it's really crucial to know and love your rep but also know it like it's the back of your hand um so that when you get into those pre-screens you're presenting within the first five seconds that you know what you're doing and that you you know you're presenting the best art you can at that point uh Mm -hmm. because i've talked to uh professors uh different schools and when they're watching pre-screens they watch about the first 10 to 20 seconds and then they've got thousands of these to watch every year so you really mm-hmm. got to know your rep so in terms of the filming itself i i think i got up around like six to wake up because i was filming at Good like morning. nine
0: <laughs> oh yeah my. i
1: had to because i you it's really important to w- feel awake and wake up your voice and do all the things so i woke up around six and i think i filmed around nine because i went to school that day afterwards um wow yeah, it was a long day, but um, we, mm-hmm. I, I filmed with my voice teacher and mm-hmm. we just got all of it done, monologues, songs, ran through everything, and then just started sending things in. Uh, a big thing with pre-screens, I will say, is, and this is on the more administrative side, is get all your applications academically done first, because you mm-hmm. can't submit, for some schools, you cannot submit pre-screens until you've com- completed the academic application so um but yeah that was that was really my process for filming
0: um i'm curious because i feel like music auditioning for colleges for musical theater is such a niche when you talk to people outside of it who have never gone through the process at all so i'm curious if, like senior year you discuss like with your other friends who are like say applying to college to go to college for like engineering And you were telling them, you were telling them, like what your your college application process was like. Like, what was the common reaction among those that different type of people? So
1: this is this is actually fun for me because I most of my friend group from high school, or two of the seven, were actually applying for engineering. Um, Oh, wow!
0: Really hit the nail on the head. I really
1: nail on the head there with the question. Um, But I would say that they didn't understand it at first. The more I talked about it, they had a basic understanding of how the process worked in terms of people. I wasn't as close with, I would just kind of ask, Hey, what are you doing for college? They'd be, I'd go down the rabbit hole of talking about just what the process is like. And they'd just be staring at me dead. eyed like, what is this kid talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, but it was definitely, I think if you explain it to people, they, they don't realize how hard it is. And, Mm -hmm. um, They definitely gain a certain amount of respect for it once they understand it.
0: So did you go to Unifieds? I did not because Mm.
1: Unifieds were virtual. Okay. As well as...
0: Oh, that makes sense. I gotcha.
1: Yeah. And so it was easier to just go to the on... I would register for the on-campus ones that were on Zoom anyway, which Mm -hmm. schools also track whether or not you go to campus. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to go anywhere, but mm-hmm. I would show more interest by going on Zoom to these schools. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, I never did go to Unifieds. No, I never got that experience. Oh,
0: I did it twice. Oh. Wouldn- <laughs> would not recommend. <laughs> Just imagine right. being smushed. I'm smushed into an elevator at Pearl Studios, going up to Pearl Studios in New York, um, and my mother looking at me like the anxious... 17 year old i am like what on earth are we doing in this big city auditioning for colleges that aren't even remotely close to new york it 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 is an experience to last you for ages
1: yeah Um, i I was a little sad i never got to get it
0: (laughs) yeah well i'm not sure well god bless the people who go when it's like brought back fully in person because oh it is I think crazy.
1: It, I think it was is this year. I think it's a person.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna have to talk to some current students about it then if they go. Um, do you feel like the audition room for like college auditions was different than your experiences with Young Artists of America and like your when you were auditioning when you were auditioning for shows with YAA?
1: It depended on the school. There were some professors who would you know, smile and they understand how nervous you are walking into these rooms or clicking join breakout room. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would smile and be like, hey, take a breath. What's your name? What are you singing? No pressure. We already like you. You've passed your pre-screen. You just have to Mm -hmm. be yourself and do your thing. And then there were some professors that would, you know, I had one uh, audition that the guy the entire time he had two monitors and he was typing notes and glancing the entire time and you just had kind of have to go and Mm -hmm. do whatever. But I, I, some were like YA. YA tends to be very friendly in the audition room and take a breath, do your thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say it's, it was kind of half and a half.
0: Let's let's fast forward to what you were talking to me about prior to us joining this, um, podcast recording session you're right now you're auditioning for summer stocks self taping yes. sending in tapes galore do you feel like uh auditioning for colleges in like this sort of like virtual and you know semi-in-person format um, really helped to prepare you for like what it is now in the industry which is like sending in self-tapes going to auditions
1: absolutely i think self-taping is a skill it's such a different kind of performance at least for me than performing to say strathmore concert hall with yaa it's Mm -hmm. just it's so much smaller and more intimate but you also have to still portray that you can play to a a theater at the same time Mm -hmm. and the skill of learning to tape yourself is really something i learned how to do during the college audition process
0: yeah do you do you have any like I know some people are like particular about like how they self tape and like self tape gear and like setup. Do you have any like specific things that you're like really fascinated by? You're like I have to use this in order for the self tape to come out.
1: I need my ring light, and my tripod. That's about it. I usually mm-hmm. I'm very particular about the shot that I want, so it's always I call it cowboy. It's knees cowboy, up. yeah, like those shots in old westerns, um, and oh, it's knees I up. Gotcha. And that's all you need. You don't want too far down. You don't want chest up. You want like the correct amounts. They can see physicality and character. Uh, but that's that's about as particular as I get.
0: Um. So now you go to Rider University. I do. How? How? <laughs> Thanks for confirming. <laughs> uh, how did you? End up selecting Rider to be the school that you committed to, like when everything was all said and done after this long, I'm sure what was a long college audition process.
1: Yeah, uh, I, it was a couple things. The first of which was when I arrived on campus and talked to students at various campuses, the students mm-hmm. at Rider, particularly within the program, were the most friendly and most, I really hope you come here, and the most like, we really hope you're part of our family uh, mm. versus, you know, there are other schools where kids are just as talented, but they weren't as friendly and they didn't seem like they just didn't seem as nice. And then the community at Ryder that they've built surrounding support and support of each other, regardless of everything and compete, you know, you compete in theater, but. It's, it doesn't feel that way at Rider in the sense of at the end of the day, no matter what happens, everyone's going to support each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the other thing was I, when I was visiting campuses, was taking trial voice lessons with voice teachers to try oh, to wow. see uh, who I kind of clicked with and what kind of curriculum I wanted for voice. And I, I would actually say that for students this year that are, starting to approach or, well, a few more months or no amount of a month or so when they approach a uh, decision season, most voice teachers, if you're an accepted student to a musical theater program, will do it for free. It, it won't cost you anything. If you're visiting campus, shoot some emails, you know, you don't lose anything. Um, but I really clicked with a voice teacher at Ryder. Um, his name's Dr. Sean MacArthur, shout out. Uh, and <laughs> she's amazing. And so I, when I committed, I, essentially asked how I could get into his studio. And he said, oh, don't worry, I'll figure that out. And I've been studying with him this fall. So it was a combination of just the community at Ryder and the instruction that I found.
0: So if you had to go through the college audition process again, would you do anything differently?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, I would start earlier in terms of Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) But didn't you start during your junior year?
1: Well... Not on the rep necessarily. I mean, on oh, like the okay. applications. Okay. I I got my academic applications done pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. I still probably would have started a little earlier in August when Common Hat opens because mm. I finished it while I was starting my senior year, but it would have been really nice if I had finished everything before I started my senior year on the academic side so that all I would have had to do was tape. In terms of auditioning, uh, I was actually at Ryder on Saturday talking to students who were auditioning that weekend and I was helping just walk people places and, in general. But I, a student actually asked me the same question in terms of what's your advice? This is my first audition mm-hmm. for college and I have 14 more to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, but um, I said start having fun earlier. I didn't have fun in my college auditions until my last three. And part of that's learning to audition. But I think the more you have fun during that, uh, the professors you're auditioning for are going to see it. Mm
0: -hmm. You're just
1: going to have fun and someone's going to look at you and see this kid's having fun. They enjoy it. This is someone I want in my program because they'll be fun to work with. And yeah, that's what I would have done differently.
0: So now that you're at Rider and you're going to be there for, well, no, no, you're a freshman this year, so you'll be there hypothetically, for three more years. What are you looking forward to um, learning, growing in while you're in college and studying musical theater?
1: Definitely delving deeper into both my acting and dance. I feel like I got a lot of vocal training around high school, um, but I didn't receive as much acting and dance training, particularly the dance. I would really like to uh, start dancing harder and feeling more confident in that in general. So that's something I'm really looking forward to.
0: Now, I heard from a little birdie that you also have a side project that you're working on.
1: I do. Would you
0: like to discuss um, that? Because that's something other than musical theater. And I think that's really cool about you.
1: Yeah, sure. So I've been writing music probably for a few years now. I wrote probably something that I would consider my first good thing (laughs) like i finished it around last like march Mm -hmm. and uh so for the past eight months or so now i've been working on an indie rock rock alternative album uh which i'm hoping to release come march this year Mm -hmm. but it's just been something i've been delving into and it's been a lot of fun just working and collaborating with different people on it um so Mm -hmm. it's been that's been fun
0: are you producing it yourself or you like men- mentioned collaboration? Like what is, has what the process been like?
1: Sure. So I've been recording uh, demos at Ryder and at home and just all over the place uh, whenever I have time and have an idea. And then I have actually have a producer here in Maryland. Uh, his name is Matthew Ashman. He's a senior at my old high school this year, but he's going to NYU for production, musical mm-hmm. production next year. So I produced it with him and we just finished recording on Thursday, actually. So I have to go back in this Thursday and we'll start the mix and master process. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I've, I collaborate with him and he helps me just like expand musical ideas and turn them into something uh, bigger than the initial, more simple idea.
0: I'm curious, do you see yourself potentially, I know like a lot of musical theater artists like are sing- singer-songwriters, are... Um, take take upon, like, other artistic endeavors or, like, try to combine it, like, with them doing musical theater. Do you see yourself potentially wanting to do that? Or you're like, this is this lane, this is that lane? If anyone I, can see, I'm gesturing with my hands.
1: Sure. For now, I keep the two lanes separate. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's something I'm open to in the future. For now, the music writing and indie rock has been kind of like a side gig slash hobby at, that I'm just kind of entertaining and seeing where it goes. Uh, but I'm definitely open to the idea. I'm just going to see where it takes me in terms of going on with both of those things.
0: So I have one last question for you before sure. we get into our lightning round of fast, que- fast speedy questions. I like to throw at people. Um, but if there is a piece of advice that you could give to the next generation of artists coming behind you. What would that be?
1: I would say that once you get to college, and once you move on in this, the work does get a lot more intense. Uh, Don't lose the love in the work, you do the work because you love it. And if you lose the love for it, then why are you still doing it? So keep keep the love with it, because the more you work and the more you fall in love with this art form it's truly when you make the most progress and you feel fulfilled and just working and not working on shows and just that drive of doing the work so yeah
0: okay are you ready i have four questions for you okay that when i ask you just say the first thing that comes to the top of your head are you ready ready? oh my gosh i'm ready. Okay. Question number one. Who is your favorite performer?
1: Adam Pascal, without a ooh. doubt.
0: Ooh, ooh. okay. What is your favorite musical?
1: Oh, um...
0: You can give, like, top three. I know <laughs> musical yeah, as a th- one is really hard. The thing
1: answer. is, I actually tend to say whatever I'm working on at the moment because I tend to like to immerse myself. Oh. But at the moment, I'm not really working on anything, so...
0: You don't have a favorite musical? I don't have one right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What is your dream musical to star in or be in?
1: Oh. Oh. I really want to be in Bonnie and Clyde at some point.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: It's been on my list for a while.
0: As any particular character?
1: I I just, I'd love to be Clyde in that show. I really love the rock and roll style of it. But yeah.
0: Okay. Um and last question is musical that should have never existed. Oh,
1: what do you God. think is one? This is very controversial. Okay, lay it on Ridge. me. Mulan. Mulan, Lung. Rude, And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I, okay. I'm not I am not a fan of the jukebox musical.
0: Oh, well, there's a lot of those coming. <laughs> Rob, yeah, I hate I to bring it, it to you.
1: I know, but I, it really I've seen clips of Moulin Rouge and it really takes me out of the story when I see a character really going through something and then they start singing like a CeeLo Green song and I'm like, I just, it doesn't click for me and mm-hmm. it feels, it feels like it takes away from the journey that the character is going through. So that's why my pick's Moulin Rouge. I'm so sorry to the Moulin Rouge fans out there. Mm. It's
0: okay. I, it's actually funny. Earlier today, I was listening in the car to Anne Juliet. Because mm. I've seen like, you know, random clips TikToks of it, and I was like, "What is this musical about?" Like, I wanted, and like, I knew it was like pop songs. And I'm like, "You're very much. I can see what you're saying. You're very much right." In like, someone breaking out into a song that's like very popular and that a lot of people know outside of the musical theater vein, like, or musical theater like category, like, takes you out of the storyline entirely. But I will say, like, just like listening to a jukebox musical album that's absolutely fun. <laughs> it's quite a lot of fun I, I, I wouldn't
1: yeah i actually i'd like to retract a statement i wouldn't say all jukebox musicals it's yeah. more when they're dealing with really serious and mm. uh sensitive topics yeah i think those should be avoided in jukebox, jukebox musicals
0: mm. i got you well, thank you for sharing your controversial opinion. I appreciate sure. it. <laughs> um, so this is your time to plug yourself on social media or plug yourself. However you would like to, um, you know, maybe promote where your album will be distributed oh, sure. once it's released. Yeah.
1: So my name is will Braxton coffee. You can find me on Instagram at will coffee, no spaces. Everything's lowercase, uh, in terms of the album. That'll be coming out sometime in late March. It'll be called Soliloquies. It'll be on Apple Music. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be wherever you get your music. Uh, Yeah, that's my promo.
0: Cool. Well, thanks for sitting down to chat with me.
1: Sure thing. Thank you for having me. This
0: was fun. All right. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye. The Reprise is
0: produced by Annie Meadows, Jamie Joy and Waldorf, Rachel Hahn and hosted by myself, Adima Essien. We hope you subscribe and leave a review on whichever podcast streaming platform you're listening on. You can follow us at YAAalum on Instagram or visit www.yaa.org slash alumni to view more information. Thanks for listening and we hope you tune in for the next episode of The Reprise.